Hello and welcome to Amen Podcast, where we preach the good news of Jesus Christ and how it applies to everyday life. I'm Lokilani, your host, and today my husband Alex is preaching about persecution. We'll be in Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. I'll go ahead and read and he'll take it from there. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. We've dealt with a lot of persecution our entire marriage. We thought, you know, at first maybe it's just because people don't like us. But then we realized that there's something in us that they see that they don't like. So today we're going to talk about the need for persecution, the problem with persecution, and then the solution um, for persecution on how to deal with it. So first off, look at the, the first verse that we're in, Matthew 5, 10 through 12. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Lokalani is going to be giving us some uh, annotations on the screen, trying it out. You know, She's done it behind the scenes on a couple of my videos, and we thought... Um, that you guys might like the extra visual to be able to see what words that we're diving deep into because we're all about preaching word by word, comma by comma, line by line, verse by verse. Here at Amen Podcasts, couldn't do it without you. Amenpodcast.com to keep us going. Thank you, guys. Let's get into it. Matthew 5, 10 through 12. The first word we know, say it with me, blessed. You guys know this one because we're diving in each week in this series Blessed means truly happy, truly satisfied. Why does Jesus say uh, we will be truly happy, truly satisfied if we're persecuted this week? Every week he he adds happiness to something else. Um, And I've been diving into this because I really struggle, struggle with happiness, with having joy, with smiling. Um, It wasn't modeled great for me as a kid. And so I struggle with finding reasons to be happy and reasons to be joyful. And so I've had to multiple times today preach this to me. Okay, Father, you say that I will be truly happy, truly satisfied if I'm meek, if I'm humble, if I'm hungering for righteousness, if I'm persecuted. What is it about persecution? Jesus says you'll be truly happy and satisfied if you're persecuted because the kingdom of heaven will be yours. What does that mean? What does it mean? What is the kingdom of heaven? In the other gospels, he says the kingdom of God. In Matthew, he says kingdom of heaven because he's writing to a Jewish audience. And if a Jewish audience picked up the gospel of Matthew and saw kingdom of God, kingdom of God, kingdom of God, all throughout the gospel, like it's sprinkled in the other gospels, Luke, Mark, and John, they would have just shut the gospel and said, I'm not reading this. This is blasphemy. Because to them, the word God was so important. The name of God was of gigantic proportions. They wouldn't just say it all the time. So Matthew, knowing his audience says, okay, I'm going to write kingdom of heaven, but it's the same thing as the kingdom of God. It means the same thing. And that is the rule and the authority of heaven. Heaven's rule and heaven's reward belongs to those who are persecuted. If you're being picked on for being a Christian, if you're being persecuted for being a follower of Jesus, Jesus says, you're going to be truly blessed because the heaven... The, the, the rule of heaven belongs to those who are persecuted. You see, you're going to get treated bad on earth, but those who are treated bad on earth for Christ's sake 
are going to be treated like kings for the glory of Christ in heaven when all this is over. Persecution is a blessing. Now, we know what persecution is to an extent, but what does it really mean? If you break down that word in verse 10, where it says persecuted, that word literally means to make flee or to drive away. It means to put somebody on the run, to make someone run. This is going to happen to you simply by not trying to prove yourself. Uh, We've been to like parties and get togethers where you would think that we had like leprosy or something. Everyone just avoids us. Why is that? Some people in our lives will simply hate us for not trying to prove yourself. There's a a thing in our culture that says you got to prove yourself. You got to be like Beyonce. You got to be like Sasha Fierce. You got to be, you know, strong and big and, and you got to, you know, make your, show your place, you know, in the movie, um, What's the dinosaur movie? Pixar film, The Green Dinosaur. The Good Dinosaur. The Good Dinosaur. What is the whole movie about? Making his mark, putting his mark, his footprint up on that tree or whatever it is, the barn or whatever it is. Make your mark, prove yourself. What do we just learn in the first couple of verses of Matthew chapter five? Be meek, which is saying, don't prove yourself. Uh, mourn over your sin. Don't just... Don't just see your sin as, a, oh, it's just a simple weakness. Your sin is not just a weakness. Your sin is a disease. Your sin is a deathly, disgusting, evil, wicked thing that you should mourn over. Not just be like, oh, yeah, this is something I'm just going to, I'm going to heal from this. This is just a little thing. It's not a little thing. That little thing will send you to hell without Christ. Eternal torment is what that thing deserves for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. What It's once appointed unto man to die. And after that, the judgment for a weakness? No. God is so holy. He has to punish your sin severely. That's how righteous he is. And so you simply saying, I'm going to mourn over my sin. I'm going to be meek. I'm going to be poor in spirit, not rich in spirit. I'm not going to think I have all the religious answers and everyone come to me and I have all these spiritual gifts. Everything's great. I'm not going to act like that. I'm going to act poor in spirit. I'm going to remember, oh, wait, I have nothing to give to God. Mm-hmm. I'm spiritually poor. All I have is faith. And the faith that God gave me, Ephesians tells us he was given, it's been given to us as a gift. Even the faith we have to believe and to trust and to serve God comes from him. It's like faith is a gift. We have nothing. That's how spiritually poor we are. When you see that, you'll say, I can't prove myself. I'm not going to spend my 80 years on earth trying to prove myself, trying to get applause, trying to get clout. I'm not going to do that. And what's going to happen is you're going to be plucked out of the crowd of people who are clout chasing, who are trying to prove yourself. And then what's going to happen? Persecution is going to come. Who does she think she is? She just, what is she too good for us? She can't do what we do. Who does he think he is? He's like, he doesn't, you know, where's his work ethic? Come on. He needs to do more. He's not doing enough. You're going to be persecuted for not trying to prove yourself, Mm. but don't for one second mistake your punishment for persecution. Look at Matthew chapter five, verse 11. It says, You're going to be blessed when they insult you, revile you, persecute you, falsely say every kind of evil against you. Why? Because of you? Jesus says, because of me. 
Don't mistake your punishment for persecution. You might be being punished and treated bad by others just because you're not nice or you're very rude or you're arrogant. Don't say, oh, I'm being persecuted for my righteousness. That, that could very well not be what it is. What Jesus wants us to see is, okay, if you're being persecuted because of you, then it's punishment. If you're being uh, made to to drive, uh, driven away, or people are uh, chasing after you with their words and their actions or avoiding you and insulting you, it should be happening because of me, not because of you. If it's, if it's because of me, it's persecution. So he says, if you, if that's what's happening to you, know that the kingdom of heaven is yours, but there's a problem with persecution. And that's that it's so uncomfortable for people to lie about you with the intention to deceive the people around it, people around you. So we, let me explain that. We've had some people like, um, just hate us and then try to like run our name through the mud so that the people that they're talking to will just not be on team Alex and Lokalani anymore. They just, they just treat, mistreat us and talk bad about, badly about us, say things that aren't true, avoid us, insult us. And the problem with that is it's hard not to take it personal. Persecution feels personal, but it's spiritual warfare. It's not us wrestling against flesh and blood. This is what happens when you are a child of God. Mm-hmm. So the solution to all of it is to rejoice. You see, Jesus was persecuted and rose so you could rise after your persecution. What you have to always remember is persecution proves you're set apart. Persecution proves you're set apart. Yes, it feels personal. Yes, it feels like a form of punishment. Yes, it's hard to see it as a blessing. But persecution proves you're set apart. What does he say? Be glad and rejoice. Why, Jesus? Because your reward is great in heaven. So not only does he say the kingdom of heaven is yours if you're persecuted because of righteousness. Remember that. Underline that. Because of righteousness. If if you're not being persecuted because of righteousness, then you're being punishment because of punished because of wickedness. Let me say that again because I messed up. If you're not being persecuted because of righteousness, then you're being punished because of wickedness. Remember, he says, because of me, when they say these things and they do these things because of me, not because of you, the rule of heaven, meaning you will rule as co-heirs with Christ. It tells us that in Romans, you're going to rule with Christ in heaven. The authority of heaven is yours, the rule of heaven, but the reward of heaven is yours too. What is the reward of heaven? We get God. If you have God, you'll never not be never not be satisfied, then that means you would be satisfied. You'll never be unsatisfied if you have God. Mm -hmm. Persecution proves you're set apart. Welcome persecution. Don't go out seeking it. Jesus tells us to be innocent as doves, yet clever and wise as serpents. Be wise how you deal with this um, godless generation. Go out into all the world, make disciples. That means as you are going, you don't have to force discipleship. Go out into all the world. He means as you're at the grocery store, as you're going to school, as you are going, go out and make disciples. Mm -hmm. Be who you are. Who are you? 
the light of the world. We're going to get into that next episode, the salt of the earth. Be who you are and naturally let the discipleship process happen. Hmm. And by doing that, you will be welcoming persecution. It's going to come because this world hates righteousness. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to be persecuted simply because you're different. You see, persecution proves you're set apart and you get persecuted because you are set apart. It's the, what do they say? It's the, um, what is the upright nail is the one that gets, oh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's the one that sticks out. It's uh, the nail that's upright that gets hammered. <laughs> I messed that up. But because you're set apart, you're going to get persecuted. But don't you see that proves that you're set apart? And we need that reminder that, okay, that'll make you smile. Because we need those reminders that, oh, yeah, I'm for sure a part of God's family. So a lot of times you're like, oh, man, am I saved? Am I a part of God's family? If persecution's coming your way because of righteousness, because you're simply, righteousness means to live God's way. Mm-hmm. You, to live in a way that God approves. To live a lifestyle that God approves of. If you're living that way and then you're being mistreated, you have to say, man, this is uncomfortable. This doesn't feel deserved, but this is proving that I'm set apart. Christ was persecuted way worse than will ever be persecuted. Every single one of the apostles, all 12 of them, except John, died a horrible, horrible persecuting death. Mm -hmm. John died in his old age, but he was banished. They were all treated horribly. Why? Were they just not nice guys? They were the nicest guys. They were the kindest, but they weren't afraid to be set apart. They weren't afraid to stand out. And that's why they got persecuted. So the question is, as you look to Christ and how he dealt with persecution, how he rose again, the question would be, how will you respond to persecution? And maybe in your answer, you can tell us how you're being persecuted. Um, But if you don't want to go into that, you don't have to. But um, how will you respond to persecution? I love that. I I mean, yeah, you've already shared (laughs) the a few of the things that we've been through vaguely and so um one i'm just so thankful that i'm not alone in this and um for us it's you know within our marriage we can um you know go through this and fight through this together um and you know minister to each other and shed light on whatever we may be facing and so that is just in one aspect, such a huge blessing and just, I guess, a way that I can respond to persecution is by continuing to have that, you know, continuing to talk it out and have the community that I have with my husband. Um, and so you may not be married, but I think it's just so important that in the body of believers that you find those people who um, you can stand with, you know, and who can speak the word into your life when you're facing persecution um, and even, you know, give wisdom as to whether it is persecution or not. Um, I think that's just so important because you can, as you were saying, like it can happen from 
like other Christians. You can be persecuted by other Christians. And so having believers in your circle that truly love you and support you and are trying to help you live more like Christ, um, I think it's just so important. Um, but then also like with gladness, knowing like, okay, I am being obedient, you know, I am like connected to the vine and I'm remaining in him. And this is why I'm facing these hard situations. Um, we have to constantly just be speaking the word in our lives um, it, because it's so easy to mistake the words of others or the treatment of others, especially if it's coming within the Christian community, this persecution. Um, like for how we can mistake that for like what the Lord thinks of us and how he feels about us. And if we don't have the right community around us um, to help unpack that, we might stay stuck in that and then want to dim our light. But that's not what we should do. <laughs> but yeah. 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 And it makes you stronger so that you don't dim your light, you know, mm-hmm. what you're going through. Yeah. The f- I, more you're, per- sorry about that. No. The more you're persecuted and the more that you, you know, just push through it. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes again, you know, the stronger you'll be. You'll know how to respond. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, that you're not alone in it. And whether you're married or not, Mm -hmm. you know, you have... When you get saved, God gives you community. You know, that's what... He knows how bad we need it. It's not good for man to be alone, he tells us, when he makes Adam. And so that goes for women, too. Mm -hmm. As a Christian, life is just too hard persecution is just too heavy. He's going to give you community, even if it's just one person. Right. Um, and so feel um, the ability to lean on that person in persecution and, and ask that person, are you experiencing this too? Um, I like how you said that. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't, if you feel like I absolutely don't have persecution, Alex, Lokalani, then pray about it. And he will mm-hmm. answer that. You know, mm-hmm. he will, every time we've prayed um, for something to help us give God more glory and to walk mm. more closely to him. He's always provided that. Yeah. So that's something I know he will do. Um, he'll always provide that. So be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Know that you're going through what Christ went through and that he's with you. And we love you. Thank you for being with us and keeping us encouraged through the persecution online, on land. Um and yeah, don't feel shame. Yeah. To say I'm being persecuted. You know, I I I get it. You're not going through what our you probably aren't going through what our brothers and sisters are going through overseas. Mm-hmm. Um physically, you know, maybe even sometimes the emotional persecution is so bad, so heavy, you might at times be wishing it was physical instead of emotional, mm-hmm. um, which is worse, emotional persecution, you know, sarcastic persecution or physical persecution. Um, and so it's none of it is light to God. When one kid's going through one thing and another kid's going through something, a good father, a good parent says, I see what both you guys are going through, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, I love you and I'm here with you to help you through this stage of maturity. 
And so whatever form of persecution you're going through, don't feel shame in talking about it with someone. Don't feel shame in going to God Mm -hmm. and saying, God, I think I'm being persecuted for wearing that Christian Mm t-shirt. I think I'm being persecuted for having that verse in my bio. Um, Don't don't feel any shame. That comes from the devil. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know, I just think of Jesus as our friend, you know? Mm -hmm. And so even if we feel like maybe we have only the one Christian friend and we're like, okay, I just keep talking to them about this. I want to give them a break. (laughs) We have the greatest friend who that we could Mm -hmm. ever have in Jesus. And if anyone, if anyone knows what it's like to be persecuted, it's Jesus. He was nailed to a cross. Right. And what does he say? He says, on mocked and, uh, we put him there. Yeah. You know, like we're the ones who, it's not just like, oh, well, it's those guys. Um, no, it was us. And so, but he did that for us on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And so if anyone understands persecution, it's Jesus. And so we can find so much consolation in his word and in through prayer yep. and reflecting on the cross and again, getting down <laughs> at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> it's just... And what does he say? He says... It's not you, it's me. Right, right. It says they're persecuting mm-hmm. you because of me. Because mm-hmm. They killed the apostles, not because they, it was anything that the apostles were doing wrong. They were just preaching about Jesus. And that's what they didn't like. That's, <laughs> that's what, what the they people didn't, didn't like. like, yeah. And so it was, it's not you, it's me, Jesus mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. You know, when they falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me, mm-hmm. that's heavy. Mm-hmm. And so... Because of righteousness, we don't have any righteousness. That's right. something that we don't have. Right. We have wickedness and that's it. Mm-hmm. Righteousness is something that only God has. And because of Christ's righteousness, we are seen as righteous because right. we're covered with his righteousness. Mm-hmm. So if you're being persecuted because of righteousness, he's saying, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. And so don't, if you take it personal, it's going to... It's going to, it's just going to destroy you. Yes. It's too heavy for you. You will not be able to rejoice. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just no human is supposed to carry something like that. That's why Christ carried it for us on the cross. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Love so you guys. Good. Thank you for listening to this next episode. We are out of the Beatitudes. It's been a real heavy journey walking one verse at a time. Um, and we've learned a lot through it on what it means to be truly happy. But next week uh, we're going to jump into everyone's favorite passage. What does it mean to be salt and light? That's exciting. Well, yeah, I'll probably do one episode on salt, another one on light, mm-hmm. and it's going to be good. You'll definitely be encouraged by that. See you in the next one. Yes. And until then, go out and be the church. <laughs> Love you guys. Amen.